0: Welcome to Business Smarts Radio with Tom and Dr. Dave, the clean approach to building your successful business. Now, let's introduce Tom Borg and Dr. Dave Miles. Welcome to Business Smarts Radio with Tom and Dr. Dave, where we bring you the clean approach to building your successful business. And when I mean clean, we're not talking about spigotspan and dust mops. This podcast is all about the acronym CLEAN. So we bring you things dealing with communication, leadership, engagement. And no drama. Absolutely, and no drama. So today's episode, we're going to talk about how to get to know and understand the people that are on your team better. Great ideas. Some of the times we have a little bit of hard time really getting to engage and know. We Hey Bill, hey Joe, hey Sue. Hey, Karen, how you doing? Oh, great. Really light, just kind of coffee talk, real brief. You say hi, you might know, know a little bit about them, but really, are you able to know your team better, engage with them better, and really be able to connect on a little bit deeper level so that way you can really get the most out of your team and get the most out of working on a team? And so today, Tom, tell us a little bit about some different ways. It might be unique, maybe a little bit different, and maybe not all necessarily appropriate in every situation, but some ideas that we could, that the listeners can take back to really get to know
1: and understand their team better. Sure, Dave. Certainly one of the things most business owners want to have is some type of a dividing line between their position, who they are, and their employees. They don't want to get too close. Understand, understand that question is, what can we do as a business owner or a manager to develop that trust and rapport, help that person feel like they're really part of a family, a business family? And one of the things we talked about earlier in our our preparation for our program today is some of the things a business owner or his team can do to create that kind of atmosphere. So one of the best things I can think of is just get to know that person more on an individual basis. What Kind of family do they have? Uh, what are they proud of? That's back home. I mean, are they? What are some of their hobbies? What can we do to get to know more about that individual? And that can come through some simple questions over a cup of coffee, like what are, what's one of their uh, children's names? Uh, what are their activities that they're involved in? Uh, getting to know the people on a more personal basis just helps open up more trust and rapport within an organization. So that's one of the first places to start. Now something else I'd like to mention some sure. kind of different approaches is if you got a team of people, why not take them out to a ball game or take them out to breakfast, you know, with two or three people, you don't have to take your whole team, but take two or three people at a time, but just Have some one-on-one or one-on-two time with them and and start to develop that opportunity where they can open up a little bit. You can open up a little bit about who you are as human beings, and this starts to create this bond. This really starts to create uh, a connection, and that's what people are looking for. One of the things they're looking for in today's workplace is to feel connected to the organization, to feel that they really are part of an organization that they belong to. No,
0: I would agree with that. And like you mentioned, that there's a lot of folks because maybe they're very analytical, maybe just, you know, or just they're very driven in their mm-hmm. approach. And like you said, they don't have time for the people end of it, or maybe they've got bird before. So maybe it's one of those things that, you know, the farther away I can keep somebody, mm-hmm. if worst case scenario, I've got a discipline or I have to fire them. I'm not emotionally attached and I'm not going to be very objective in what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you have to separate the behavior from The individual. When Mm -hmm. you're reprimanding behavior, you're not telling the person they're a bad person. You just the behavior is not acceptable or not Mm -hmm. appropriate at that particular time. And Mm so obviously, we're we say this with the preface of you have to make sure and obviously follow your HR guidelines, but it's the same Mm -hmm. thing between meeting at a conference table at eleven o'clock in the morning for a business meeting.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Very formal versus meeting after hours for something that's more social, Mm -hmm. maybe like a chamber event or something. And think of those two contrasts. And that's really what we're talking about. What can you do from on one end to make a more social environment that you're not going to sit there with a list of, you know, where do you grow up? Where do you go to church? What do your dogs say? And then going down like that, that's certainly not what we're talking about. We're talking about really Like I said, being genuinely interested in the person and really Mm -hmm. connecting so you Mm -hmm. do get to know them better. One of the things that I do, like even from just a purely professional standpoint, and there are some larger companies and some smaller companies are starting to get on the bandwagon and do this, is doing your one-on-ones, doing your annual evals a little bit more frequently than annually. You know American Woodmark is just starting to get to the point where they're enacting a lot of the things you hear from David Barkas and a lot of the different uh, people that are out there that are really advocating that people need feedback, especially millennials. Mm. But everybody needs feedback a little bit more often than just one time a year. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so the more you can, even on a formal basis, just Do those check-ins once a month, once every other week, just some kind Mm -hmm. of small check-in all the way over. Even that is going to break the tension and get where you get to know your employee a lot more, even beyond the social. But you had a lot of other ideas as far as just on small groups or teams that you Mm -hmm. could uh, could do. I like the idea about the ball game or maybe uh, doing a breakfast
1: or lunch that's outside of – the office, but what else, what other ideas did you have? Well, Dave, just to mention something on that last comment you made earlier, and that is, yes, uh, by spending time with them, a couple moments here, a couple moments there, uh, and doing that informal type of feedback, uh, kind of a, a way of keeping in touch with them on the goals that they've set, that they're looking at working on over the course of a year. Yes, that could be a great time to just bring up, some of the casual questions you could have. And there's nothing wrong with having a list. Just don't make it sound like a list. But yeah, what about, uh, what's the name of their dog? Uh, what, uh, where do they go to high school? Where do they go to college? They went to college. So to have that type of information in your mind after you've had a chat with them, just getting bits and pieces as you go, that's great. That's a great way to build that rapport. Now, some other things could be, how about this? Uh, say, hey, listen, I coach my son's soccer team. Would you like to come out sometime to practice with us and help out? this is a great way to find out how this person is outside of work and it gives them a chance to maybe uh, shine a little bit in their ability to, to coach uh, a youngster or two. So that's, that's, that's different. Okay. That's different. That's not like your normal situation. Uh, Something else you could ask them to do, is say, Hey, how about this? As a team, we're going to head down to the soup kitchen next Christmas morning. Who wants to go? Okay. Or it could be a Saturday morning. It doesn't have to be a holiday, but the fact is, to get them outside of their comfort zone with your team or two or three of people that want to go down there together, and now we 're experiencing something completely different, and this is where bonds start to create, be created, because when we start to do things outside our comfort zone with other people who have not done it before either, you know their team members, it creates a unique experience, and you know what? when they come back from that soup kitchen, they 're going to be just that much closer because they 've experienced something that it has expanded their comfort zone and they've done it together. So that's a couple of things that we can do. Uh, what are some other things you can think of, Dave, that we could suggest to our listeners today? Well,
0: I like to look at a a couple of things. I want to go back and comment on one. Mm -hmm. One, always be cautious on how you come across because a lot of times we're talking in the Mm -hmm. context, you and I are talking in the context, of course, of you generally want to get to know the person. You really want to kind of uh, create that bond so you can really just enjoy working together, be more productive, and really be able to get a great, cohesive team that works together. Fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm couple of cautionary points you don't want to come across as hey come out and i expect you i expect now what you say and what they hear and read into it sometimes mm-hmm. can be different so for example mm-hmm. you invite them out to you know how about with the, the soccer team you're looking at it as there's a couple of things one social end of it but it's also this is a developmental opportunity because if you can really dig in and look at coaching kids How much better are you going to be able to coach and develop your team? And that might put you in a good spot to be able to, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a leadership development training to be able to move up. But saying that you don't want to come across where people hear, Oh, Oh, the boss asked me to do this. So, oh, I guess I'm expected to do it. So, uh, almost like a pressure thing or something to it. Right. It's like they're forced to because when the boss asks, I can't say no. Not the, right. not the so case. More of an invitation. Yeah, more of an invitation, yeah. not a command, so to speak. Right, well, right. Mm-hmm. And you had to be much more expressive and deliberate about that because you could ask a question. And I heard this. I heard John Maxwell talk about this before. I heard Marshall Goldsmith talk about this before. Well, they meet with the, and they work with a lot of really high level people. And for example, mm-hmm. I think it was Marshall Goldsmith that was talking about meeting with and and because they're doing a lot of work with some four star admirals. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anything that the four star admiral suggests or says or whatever, it's an order. There is no. Mm-hmm. You know what oh I mean? I, there right. is no I think or I should or how you and I are talking about it, meaning it, coming from that mm-hmm. high level, there is no if you want to. It's people look at it as, a, as an order. <laughs> it's a command. So you just have to be very cognizant of that. But saying that, one thing mm-hmm. I did love is when you talk about maybe going to the soup kitchen or maybe having everybody that's there yeah. on a voluntary basis work on a habitat build. And If you don't want it to be voluntary, here's the a thought. Good. It's gonna, there is some impact to the business. So you have to look at that revenue and, and where you can maybe bring part-timers mm-hmm. in or where you can do something. And you may not be able to, but let's just say for argument's sake, there's a holiday or there's something, we're gonna take this day. Or weekend. Or weekend and say, look, we're gonna make this a work day. And you could do it two ways. We're going to, you can volunteer, sign up. We're going to come to the soup kitchen. We're going to come to a habitat build. We're going to do something like that, which I think that's an outstanding way to mm-hmm. to do team building and mm-hmm. really get to know people and do exactly. something great in the community. It's a, is a local habitat build, volunteering for that. Mm-hmm. But if you really want everybody to do that because you are doing it as more of a true team building thing, then consider maybe doing it mm-hmm. on a, a regular work day. And then, like, yeah, this sure, is going to be tough. Awesome but man. you know what? You let your customers know we are taking the day off. To serve our community. -hmm. Sure. It's going to be an interruption. Maybe once a year, twice a year. But it's something to where you're Mm -hmm. not just closing down business, but you're letting people know that you're also, you're working on team
1: building, but you're giving back to the community as well. Just a thought. That's right. Well, remember, that's one of the main things that people are talking about today. People want to feel a lot of the younger generation, millennials or the generation generation. Z's, they want to get in there and they want to know that the company is actually st- standing for something, that they have a purpose and that they, they want to, uh, they're environmentally friendly, that they want to give back to the community. They want to feel uh, that their organization is trying to make a difference in the world mm-hmm. in a positive way. And people respond to that. A lot of our employees want to be part of that movement and that gives them an opportunity to, to fulfill that that purpose inside that they'd like to see expressed. Exactly. So and while that still can work being very well, very well
0: and still being respectful to some of the older Gen X and baby boomers that are like, you know, I, ju- I mm-hmm. want to really connect with my team, but I come in, I do my job mm-hmm. and I have obligations afterwards. So there's ways where I might not be able to come out on a night or a weekend, but it's just a consideration mm-hmm. to maybe take a, a weekday and make this into a community day. Absolutely. Work, if,
1: if or even, even the, half, if a uh, half, half a day, a day. half
0: Correct. If that's even possible. Sure. But a couple of things that you had uh, mentioned about that I'd really liked when we were prepping is taking this and looking at, all right, where can I get a mentor? If I'm, you know, millennial or, or younger, um, even a younger Gen X or, or Gen Z, you know, if I'm looking at, all right, I'm in my mid-30s, early 40s, where can I look at? I might be in a management position, but I'm looking at one of those senior executives and maybe get them as a mm-hmm. mentor, you know, and where can I mm-hmm. – Invite them to coffee or lunch, and I can really try to build that relationship to really try to learn and grow myself. The other thing is when you're a business owner, think about the idea of reverse mentorships. And what I mean by that Mm -hmm. is taking some of your baby boomers or maybe your older Gen Xers that aren't as just native with this technology and take and mm-hmm. help connect them with some of your newer employees maybe you like you said your gen z or your millennials and do like a reverse thing with helping them with the technology just coach them on the iphone on yes. the ipad that the, you just uh, issued this guy or some different software that he might not be or she might not be utilizing quite to the same extent because they're just not as familiar with it mm-hmm. they weren't weighed mm-hmm. on it they, they didn't sit there in the crib with a telephone and with an ipad and with a tablet and so they haven't grown up with it and so it's they remember seeing this technology coming up and being new Mm -hmm. and having to come back and learn it and that being a learning curve it's not as much of a learning curve with the younger people so do like a reverse even think about a reverse mentorship where you can actually help engage Mm -hmm. and connect people on a little bit more personal level yeah it's not Oh, yeah. the whole team, but it's a great way to really think about connecting folks in your
1: organization and working together. Absolutely. And Dave, younger generations love to help the older generations. Remember, we need everybody in that workplace. It's not you against them. It's us together. So yes, uh, this serves a purpose because those young, the younger generations want to be able be important. They want to be able to help the older generations and vice versa. So then you get this mutual exchange of energy so people feel needed and also feel that they can learn from each other as well. So that's a powerful strategy to build that type of engagement within your organization. You bet.
0: I think so. And I think one of the last things that mm-hmm. I would probably throw out there is find some kind of tool and mm-hmm. a doesn't matter where you find it, but find some kind of tool where you can learn more about how your team that you work with and your direct reports and the people that you work mm-hmm. with on your same team, your colleagues, how they communicate, what really kind of motivates and drives them, but also what really is a great way to approach them because not everybody's the same. Mm-hmm. Some people like the, Hey no. Joe, how's the wife and kids? How was the soccer game? How's whatever. Some people are just the just give me the facts, the bullet points. I don't want to be bothered. Let's go. And how do you kind of get everybody mm-hmm. to bridge that gap? And how do you, on your mm-hmm. own, take the time to be empathetic to other people, genuinely concerned, and kind of meet them at the middle where they're at and really try to communicate with mm-hmm. them? Like you said uh, in one of our episodes, more the platinum rule. Instead of communicating how yes. I want to be communicated with, communicate with them how they want to be communicated with. It takes right. a little bit of work, takes a little bit of effort not going to lie, but if you're a business owner, if you're a manager, if you're an executive and you can really get that dialed in with your team, so when you're meeting with all your direct reports on a one-on-one basis, not necessarily on the team, you can really hone in that communication or realize Mm -hmm. in a broader sense, what are some things you can do with your team? Like you're calling a meeting, you have an agenda for your folks that need a little Mm -hmm. bit more time to process your, say your high S's on a disk profile. Maybe I send the agenda out a couple days before. Maybe I do mm-hmm. a few things that aren't in my comfort zone, but I know that it would mm-hmm. really help engage my team and it makes them feel better and they can come a little bit more prepared and, you know, just putting it together, just a couple of different strategies, but I would take the time, no matter what tools you use, no matter what you have, I would take that little bit of time. If you can, as a business owner or executive to really kind of learn that little extra depth,
1: on your teammates. Sure. I think it'll make all the it's, difference. Absolutely. And remember, our team members are very viable. They're in a very integral part of our organization. And when they leave, it's expensive. So yes. let's, let's keep those people on board. Let's train them. Let's get them up to speed. But at the same time, let's do what we can, as you said, to get out of our own comfort zones to really connect with them and help them feel part of an organization that's going places. Absolutely. We talk about clean at the beginning of every
0: podcast, and here's where it really yeah. relates. You talk about engagement. The more we can engage mm-hmm. our employees, the better their employee engagement scores, the more productive that they are. That's, and remember, engagement is giving just that little bit extra that you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You get 20 people in your organization, everybody's giving just 5% more. That's it. Not a lot, not That's 10, right. 20, 30, just 5% more. Just a little bit. Guess what? Mm-hmm. For 20 people, that's another full time equivalent you don't have to hire. There you go. And you know what? Great example. When you've got full unemployment, is technically they look at it at 4% unemployment or less. When the, here at the country, we're at what, 3.5% unemployment. Mm. And I know here in my local region, we're like 2.5, 2.8. I mean, it's crazy. Really? Wow. You don't have people just growing on trees you can just grab. I mean, you don't have people 50 deep lined up. Well, oh, I'll get rid of you. I got 49 more waiting for that job. You don't have that anymore. So the better you can keep Mm them engaged, you're having a hard time and you have an engaged workforce. They're a lot more productive. You don't necessarily need quite as many people because people are really giving you everything that they have. Plus, like you said, turnover is expensive. A highly engaged workforce Mm -hmm. is less turnover. There's not the people out there to replace them, and you don't have to go through that expense. So all together, it's just a win all the way around great for the employees. It's a better place, right. more enjoyable place to work and better for you as a business owner and even better for your CPA or your CFO. There's some bottom line results that even they can sign on and be happy with. That's right. So is there anything else that you can think of Tom right. as we conclude the episode on uh,
1: way, how to well, understand just our,
0: and uh, know your people team better?
1: I would encourage our listeners to go out and try, try some of these suggestions that we have. Just try one of them. And, uh, see what happens. Evaluate the results that you get and if you get good results, keep on using them. If you need to tweak it a bit, tweak it. But please, go out there and use at least one of these ideas. I think you'll be on your way to doing something really special for your, your company or organization. Cool. Sounds great. And I would recommend that anybody, if you go out and use one,
0: let us know about it. Shoot us yeah, email. Put it in the comments. Sure. You know, and, engage with us. We'd love to hear how it yes. turned out. Good, bad, or indifferent. Maybe we can give some hints or tips or share some successes with some of the other listeners. That would be fantastic. That's if a you great have any, idea. If Absolutely. you have any questions or things that you'd like to see us cover in the podcast, shoot us a line, put it in the comments, respond. We would love to hear that from you so we can actually you know, get, uh, create some more content that would really be helpful for you. But beyond that, thank you guys for listening to Business Smarts Radio with Tom and Dr. Dave. And we will see you in the next episode. Take care.